Thanks. Oh, look, you're my favorite murder shirt. I am wearing my favorite murder, and I'm also wearing socks with orcas on them. And Devin came in my room this morning and went, look, murder shirt, murder whales. <laughs> <laughs> Devin has a mic. Devin has a mic. Devin, say hi. Are you guys going to introduce the podcast? No, we're no, never no. going to do that. No, we don't introduce the podcast until at least two minutes in. Until oh. we realize that we haven't done it. Oh, oh by the way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> this is the Marble Forest Podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Jesse. I'm Devin. Yay! <laughs> so exciting! <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't... Sort of catch out as to what we were doing. We literally pointed at Devin to say her name into the We microphone. did. We were really excited about it, and she just stared at us like we were idiots. <laughs> well, because we are. That's true. No. We are idiots on the internet for not pay. <laughs> <laughs> we do this for free. We do this for free. So, how's it going? I went to Cirque du Soleil. I saw... It was everything I dreamed it would ever be. <laughs> it looks so cool. I want to go so bad. Yeah, so, like, it was really weird. So it's set up in the ice arena downtown. Yeah. And, but it's not how their, like, show is set up. So, like, you walk in, and so they only have, like, the lower bowl seating, and only, like, the straightforward seats is all that they sold. And so they had these, like, curtains to make it look like a circular stage, like, in the center, and so, like, the actors would just move back and forth across, like, between the stages, like, between the sides. Yeah. Like, behind the curtains. So, like, I thought that was really cool. And then, holy abs is was a lot of things that, mm. like, Brennan and I would say. I could imagine they'd have to have abs. Holy abs. Holy abs. Holy abs. Their abs like this were sent from girl, the gods. She was, she was doing the... I don't know what it is. Like the curtain thing where she like does all the acrobatics in the curtain. On the silk? Yeah. <laughs> but like the lighting during that portion of it, like, was just like definition. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's never going to be me. <laughs> like, you can see the definition of my fat rolls. <laughs> so That's so cool, though. Yeah, no, I, it was, like, I was in awe literally the entire time. I can imagine. I think I would have been, too. Yeah. And then we went to a Jewish wedding. I saw the that, next too. Day. How was that? It was, honestly, I don't want to convert, but I want to have a Jewish wedding. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Because they're straight into the point with their weddings. Love that. Yeah. Everything has a meaning. You know, like, the whole breaking of the glass has a meaning. The whole, like, little thing that they stand under has a meaning like everything has a meaning like the bride circles the groom seven times before like they like do the whole ceremony thing like after she comes down the aisle and that has a meaning and the ceremony took a half an hour nice and then we were partying nice yeah the, it looked fun from your snapchats or whatever it was oh my god my mom was so drunk <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a great time um that's exciting it was well, now that Devin has a mic, she can tell about the ghost tour she went on. Ghost tour! I have your oh, pictures yeah. pulled up on the Oh, phone. good. Yeah, I didn't bring all the pictures, but I brought two of them that were at least interesting looking. Um, so it was this abandoned 
well, formerly abandoned police station in the middle of the ghetto in Detroit, basically. <laughs> um, so a little sketchy. Kind of. It was dark. There was like almost no streetlights and we didn't know if so we were at like the right the building at first. Ske- oh, yeah. no. oh no, you didn't know you were at the right well, building? Well, because like the GPS like, didn't oh, lead you- us to the right spot. Oh, so we God. were kind of just like, is this the right one? No one was there yet. You're like just in Detroit? Yeah. In the night? Yeah. In the dark, yes, exactly. Like there's no streetlights in the places that people don't populate very often. <laughs> yeah, but there was one house across the street that was like really lit up and having fun with their light system. But oh. otherwise, it was very dark. <laughs> but yeah, um, we went in and it was very cold, and there was a lot of spirit boxes in all the the levels Did and stuff. Use all of them. Well, we each room, like they set up one and they were talking to it. We, I didn't personally ask questions, and I don't remember the context. But at one point, it said in very like just clear wording drop dead oh and i was like oh Oh. oh, we're having a party i see (laughs) oh okay they didn't want you there no but um we went to the basement where they had the shooting range and my camera decided to do this it got that's creepy got all like red and lined happening so he's setting up the spirit box in the the shooting range okay and the camera just decided to like bug out on me it's really funky like the whole image is red yeah. and it's got like vertical lines straight through it yeah and no it's like it like it didn't refresh right right it was weird you know it, i had no issues the entire night with my camera and I, even though it's a really old crappy phone like it was fine until we went to the the shooting range and then um we went to the evidence room and it was just kind of creepy in there that is creepy it's, what is on the table it looks like a dead bird no it was just like some junk because there was just... a lot of junk they cleaned out but there was a bat right. in the basement can we? Okay, so sorry. <laughs> One thing that I see in this photo. Oh no, wait. Does this look like a polar bear to you? It does. Looks like a dog. <laughs> I see a corgi. I... <laughs> like a really so... distinct corgi face. <laughs> so there is a stain on some shelving. Yes. <laughs> that it to me looks like a polar bear. Like the Coca Cola polar bear, like from a distance, definitely. It definitely I gotta does. see. It. I'm kind of blind. Okay. So... So... I could see. I could see polar bear now. Okay. So, <laughs> but what was, what is the history of the police station? So it was um, made in the 20s. It was like the original police station for the Detroit, OG basically. Yeah. Detroit and police station. Okay. There was a lot of like suicides, murders, murder suicides that happened in there because it was a jail, you know, like they would oh, have, okay. they would bring yeah. people into the bullpen and we went into the jail cells. It was really creepy. Did you have any weird feelings? Did anything touch your no, shoulder? No, I was fine. My mom kept saying that she heard stuff through the spirit box, but I wasn't really hearing anything except for that very specific phrase that it shouted at one <laughs> Just point. Just drop dead. <laughs> but um, it was very cold, though. Like, they set up the propane tanks with the fire really late, and it was just freezing. But, um, yeah, it's, like, from the 20s, like, they took down part of the ceiling where they had covered it up to like make it look more like a modern police station and it it was like all the crown molding from the 20s and it was really cool looking i have pictures of it but i didn't bring them but i'll show you later um not have your phone not with those pictures i got a new new phone phone. it's the same phone but it's a new phone so there's none of those pictures are on here oh okay but same same yeah different yes but not different because it's same not (laughs) shattered and not buggy but um Apparently, it was abandoned for, I think he said, 13 years. The man who purchased it from the city, because he's going to turn it into, like, basically a tech building for, like, servers and stuff to bring in jobs. Yeah. But, yeah, it was abandoned for a very long while, and there was a bunch of trash and junk, and he found a crap ton of um, 
like data. And, oh, no, damn. I was going to say like broken <laughs> bottles. There was like a knife he found. Um, there was just a lot of um, like warrant papers and just stuff with like oh, data on people. Wow. And he has it framed. He's going to like frame and keep part of the area historic for like tours and stuff. But yeah, he's apparently experienced a lot of ghost activity. So That's he had he brought in the, the ghost people and. Why do I never go to haunted things? Uh, you should. It's fun. We should I go tried as a group. To, yeah. I tried to buy us tickets to the fire station one that they have. Um, it sold out in hours. Mm. Wow. Did you go to the Eloise one? No, I didn't. Okay. They had a spirit box that was actually made from part of the wood of the bakery from Eloise. Oh, that's weird. They, I don't like that. Yeah, that was the one that was upstairs that told us to drop dead. That's creepy. No, don't like that. But yeah, they they had their own handmade spirit box from Eloise. That's so creepy. That is really creepy. I, talking about spirit boxes and everything, I have looked into ghost hunting kits on Amazon. Hmm. Yes. I've looked in. Well, okay. So, without like, I had this huge thought. Because like, Something came up in one of my story researches of something nearby. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to investigate. And I was just like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you, me, Devin, Brennan, and Jason were, like, a ghost hunting team? As a podcast. As a podcast. And we recorded it for, like, a YouTube video for, like, Patreon members or something. And so I started looking into, like, ghost hunting equipment and it's real pricey. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like each one of us would need their own camera Probably. to, like, take pictures and at least a voice recorder. And then we can, like, share, we like, the other thing. GoPro. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brennan said GoPros aren't infrared. Mm. So, I don't I don't know what GoPros they're using on BuzzFeed Unsolved. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Maybe Fancy Brennan can get us a discount Shane, on GoPros. Ryan? Hey. What do you use? What, can, what do you use? Can you give us stuff for free? So many free stuff. Um, but yeah, so like I had, and I, um, so it's not the story that I'm doing tonight because the story I'm doing tonight is not in Michigan. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been looking into that and I'm like, I just want to be a ghost hunter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you got? Devin, take it away. Oh, wait, there was one other thing I wanted to say though. That's oh. what I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh. I, I now... Will soon be having child, as in a kitten. <laughs> oh my god, is it the one? Is it yeah, the furry? It's the spooky <gasps> black one with the orange eyes. You have to name it something Halloween. But it has the bright. Do cats even have orange eyes yeah, like that? It's They're very, so orange. It's common, but more common in cats that have the more melon like he does. But it's very unusual for them to have very neon orange eyes like he does. But yeah, we were really excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you. I'm so glad that you're getting that cat. He's so cute. We went to PetSmart today and they still had him there. And we're like, we went and pet him and stuff, but they didn't have pending adoption or anything on there. And I'm like, but, but, I'm like, but but he's coming, but he's coming home on Friday. He told me that. But yeah, no, he was so affectionate rubbing up against the cage and being cute. Oh. So it's really exciting. (laughs) Oh, my heart. But I think that's everything. Yeah. That was my our most exciting thing. I told her not to tell you and just like oh, save it God. for the podcast. Thank God. My heart though. <laughs> <laughs> we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Ready to flip your coin? Yeah, I'm ready. 
I think. All right, ready, go. Oh, that was a very pitiful flip, but... But it's me! All right. So, we're going to jive in, on in. Jive on in. Jive on in to our story. Taking it back to Savannah, Georgia. Okay. We are at the 1790 Restaurant and Inn. And it's spelled like 17, the word spelled out 100, and then 90. <laughs> like, I'm going to write it. Yeah, yes. Like this? Yes. I love it. Okay. It's a what, restaurant and inn? Yeah, restaurant and inn. Okay. So it can be found in the historic district in Savannah, um, just around the corner of Lincoln Street and Bay Street. It was built in 1820, but 1790 has more to do with when the city was founded. Okay. So that's more where they got, the got that from. from. And so it is one of Savannah's oldest restaurants and inns, offering fine dining and lodging. Oh, fine. So fine. So luxury. So Such luxury. Let me get my feather boa and we'll waltz on in for a cocktail. How, how luxurious and fancy is a feather boa? Um, because, like, when we're thinking back in the 1800s, I'm thinking, like, saloon girl. Yeah. Well, feather boa. And that is not very classy. Yeah, but well, those dresses were not cheap. That's true. That is true. But I like a good feather boa. One of those robes that's, like, completely sheer, but just has feathers around the wrist <laughs> and the ankles and the top. That's what I want. All right. That's what I'm wearing to this inn. All right. Yep. And restaurant. To, to eat. Eat your food. So it was originally built to be a boarding house um, by a Virginia planner, Steel White, who was killed in a riding accident before the building was finished. His name was Steel White. Yes. What a badass <laughs> name! But he, I'm so riding accident. So he was riding along on his horse. So I'm assuming some like Red Dead Redemption shit and some like his horse, horse and buggy ran you over, or like his horse fell off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The 1790 building was originally three separate residents. The western part of the building was a duplex uh, built in eight, between 1821 and 1823. The eastern section was built in 1888. And there is a three-story guest house across the street that was built in 1875. Okay. So we're, we're spreading out a little. So the ground level floor of the main building was a slate floor with a soft brick and is thought to date back before the Savannah Fire of uh, 1820. The one we've talked about. Yeah, the one we have talked about. Mm -hmm. So, pretty much, the fire happened and they're like, let's build this building. Yeah. Out of the ashes of an old building. From the ashes comes this building. Yep. Let's name it funny. The yep. number 17, 100, and the number 90. Yep. Nailing it. Nailed it. As we've talked about before, the Savannah Fire tore two-thirds of the city up and also was followed by a yellow fever ac epidemic that killed most of the people around that time. Yes. Unfortunate. Yes. So, the original wood shingles um, that were built in eight after the fire <laughs> are visible in the attic and wooden pegs and wedges holding the beams in place can still be found in the building. Oh, cool. So, they have, like, original... Yeah. I feel like that's structurally maybe not a sound. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, But I'm just going to go with it. You know what? Let them do them. 
Yeah, I'm sure they're they put some 21st century safety bullshit. They've in. got some like secret pillars holding it up. <laughs> <laughs> we built pillars into the walls. They're secret though; you can't see them. Yeah, because they're in the walls. <laughs> So the inn has 14 comfortable rooms uh, with either a queen, king or queen-sized bed, a private bath, and some of them even have fireplaces. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah, because this is luxurious. Luxurious. I want to lay on my bearskin rug <laughs> with my feathery robe, my sheer feathery robe, with a glass of wine in front and of this fireplace. a man. Yes. Seduction. So... Uh, there is complimentary wine and a continental breakfast are also included. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, you get free- Complimentary wine? Yeah. Now I got complimentary wine on my bearskin rug. Yeah. It's complimentary. Maybe, it compliments maybe, me. <laughs> maybe you're in the morning, you have a mimosa because a mimosa champagne is sparkling wine. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have a mimosa, you have your continental breakfast, you're in- your whatever. I never take the robe off. You never take the robe off and you're laying on the bearskin rug in front of the fireplace. Yes. My seducing. continental breakfast is there too. Yes. Seducing a man. And the wine's also complimenting me the whole time because it's complimentary. <laughs> it's like, you just look fabulous today. I wish mimosas did that. But honestly, after like three mimosas, you really start just complimenting yourself. Yeah. You know what? This is a great lesson for <laughs> body positivity. <laughs> Drink more mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> no, mimosas really get you because you're drinking with breakfast. That's true. You know, so. And Brennan and I love to get brunch. <laughs> By the way. Brunch is good. Because mimosas. Mimosas are so good. I don't like normal champagne, though. Just champagne by itself? Yeah. No, I can dig it. Yeah. I need that orange juice. That Little. OJ. Did you know Your the grocery store OJ. by us? The Meyer. Yeah. They have mini champagne bottles by their orange juice now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they know who we are as people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So the building is the original federal style type building um, that offers upscale an upscale restaurant and tavern located in the basement. Ooh. While the B&B is located in the upper floors. Okay. The restaurant and tavern serves seafood, steaks, lamb, chicken, and southern vegetables. What are southern vegetables? Uh, like potatoes, I, collard greens? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Beets? Beets? Carrots? Alfalfa? I don't know. Uh, uh, rhubarb? I don't, Strawberry I don't, rhubarb? I don't know what Sweet technically... Potatoes? is going to be a southern vegetable. Is it a vegetable from the south? From the south or a vegetable that like a vegetable dish that was created in the south? All of the vegetables have a southern accents. <laughs> like all of your D&D. Yes, all people. That's the only voice I can do. So like you ask me to do a voice, it's just going to come out southern. <laughs> like Doug Dimmodome from the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> That's all my voices. You're Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Yep. So you can also get your fine wines and carefully mix cocktails with your awesome dining experience. Mm, they carefully mix them. They carefully mix them. They make sure they're wearing the proper equipment. They've got their safety goggles on. Yep. They're carefully mixing them. 
they sh- they stir it, not shake it, because shaking is dangerous. Yeah, you don't want the top to fall off and the whole drink hit you in the eye. Oh my god, what if it does hit you in the eye? Your eyes are burned. <laughs> what if there's vodka in there? I got no eyes. You have no eyes. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think it's how it works either. <laughs> so the dining room has a rustic feel with a wooden decor almost resembling a trading vessel. So you're sort of like, like a in a ship? boat. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Right? Shiver me timbers. <laughs> so it's like a pirate ship? Uh, you said trading. Yeah, trading. So everyone on so is just trading Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> or Pokemon <laughs> or cards. Or Pokemon <laughs> So in recent year, years, the inn expanded, um, purchasing another house across the street and moving their check-in desk to that house across the street. So um, you have to check in across the street yeah, to right? stay in the hotel? Right? That seems really annoying. Exactly. I don't see, like, the, I, I don't see the thought behind that. To inconvenience you. Yeah? Yeah. They're like, we're well, giving well, you complimentary wine. For when you, you run. You can check in over here. Oh, for when you run screaming out of the building overnight, you have a place to go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's another lobby across the street. Perfect. And by purchasing that building, they gained a patio and a parking lot to fit all of their guests. So, a funny thing that they do is they have a life-size female mannequin dressed in 1800s dress. How funny. Looking out (laughs) the second story window to entertain people on the street. Entertain them. (laughs) Entertain. Because there's ghost tours that walk around Savannah. Okay. And some guests like to scare the tours by moving the mannequin. I would do it. I would so do it, too. I, we would do that. We'd be that guest. Yeah. We'd be like waiting. Like, hey, Jesse, I think there's a ghost store coming. I'm watch for my signal. Okay. And then I'll run downstairs and watch. And then I'll just like whisper into a walkie talkie because now we have walkie talkies <laughs> and you don't actually have to watch. And I go, go. And you're just like, <laughs> ooh, and like move it. So it looks like it's shimmying. Yeah. And then they'll be terrified. A very active be... ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's Look good. at a dance. He dances. So. The woman that they were portraying by the mannequin is uh, Anne Powell, who committed suicide by throwing herself from the second floor balcony. Isn't the Powell family part of the people that made the building? I think they are. I didn't see that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Anne I don't Powell know. Killed herself. That seems like, why would you put her mannequin there? That's because, just asking for ghosts. Because she's the ghost okay. of the home. The f- is this in the, the across the street building? I know this is the main building. Okay. So, there's a couple stories that go along with what did her in, I guess. <laughs> what made her so upset to throw her off yeah. the balcony. So, one story is that she was 16 years old and unhappily married to an Englishman who, despite his faults as a husband, still built her a home. Okay. But she fell in love with a sailor. Don't who- we all? Who didn't love her and used her for her body. Hmm. And she, as she saw his ship leave because he so totally ghosted her. Oh, he ghosted her. She threw herself onto the courtyard. So he used her, slept with her, let her on, peaced out. Then she's like, oh my God, there goes this, what the fuck? Yeah. There he goes. Yeah. Then she kill herself she wanted to show him what real ghosting was yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is why you have a mic now (laughs) 
Oh, okay. So, another story claimed that she was a servant forced to marry Steel White. Oh. oh. Who was a jealous husband who threw her off the second floor. Oh. Yes. But if What you... made him so jealous? Was she flirting with someone? I don't know. Maybe she was a flirtatious servant. Okay. But if, like, you remember earlier, I said that he died before the building was even done. Yeah. So that ain't true. <laughs> that doesn't make sense then. But I wanted to tell you all versions. Maybe <laughs> she was forced to marry his ghost. <laughs> Is this some like haunted mansion shit? <laughs> yes. Lu- Luigi's haunted mansion. <laughs> so one more version is that she fell in love with a sailor again. Oh, another sailor? But he got her pregnant. Ah. <gasps> uh. And he promised... That he'd marry her when he returned from his voyage in a few months. And he would marry her then. And he never came back? And she found out he never intended to come back. And he never did. <laughs> wow. Uh, because he was already married. Oh. Oh. And so that that's why she threw herself off the balcony. What an ass. Right? But she, so she jumped while pregnant. She didn't have the baby. Yeah, I'm so The timeline so, is... The yeah, timeline's weird. Fuzzy? It's a little fuzzy. Okay. So, there is a female African-American servant cook that was heavily into voodoo that worked in the kitchen. Okay. Um, She was in charge of the kitchen and took pride in her culinary skills. It is not known how she passed away, but she still haunts the basement kitchen and restaurant area. Oh. And she apparently hates women. Oh. oh, that's her area, but she doesn't like women. Yes. Okay. She will push women who work in the kitchen in the back and jangle her bracelets at them. <laughs> like, I love it. Push and like jingle, jingle, jingle. Bitch. Like right in your ear. <laughs> like, yeah. You think this is annoying? Jingle, 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 <laughs> jingle. She will also slap or flick women. Flick? Flick. Like, bad. Like behind the ear. Oh. I don't know. On the nose. Yeah. Bad. Get out. (laughs) Uh, She plays mean tricks on the female staff workers as well. Like one female bartender who wrote an order for crab cakes to eat on her break. Okay. And she put the order in. When her break came, she found her written note next to a plate of crab cakes. It turned out to actually be an order that was waiting for a customer. (laughs) And the... Her personal order actually never made it to the kitchen. Oh. Yeah. So she ate someone's crab cakes, a customer's crab cakes. Oops. She's also scared waitresses by pushing silverware from the tables that were, like, on the table settings, rattling pots and pans, and throwing those pots and pans off the hook onto the kitchen floor. Oh. I want to know why she doesn't like women so much. Do you think she, like... Like maybe a, like maybe a woman did her in. Well, maybe maybe another voodoo woman did her ooh, in. Maybe. Well, she was a slave, right? Maybe like she didn't. You know, she was owned by a woman or something, and that woman was awful to her. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just want to know why she hates women so much. I don't know. I mean, women suck. We all <laughs> humans suck. Well, yeah, humans suck. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you think she doesn't like ghost women either? Like women ghosts? Like the other ghosts in the home? Does she hate female yeah. dogs too? Does she hate everything that's a female? 
That would be unfortunate. She hates herself, though? She has such a hateful life, then. Yeah. Eter- well, hateful eternal life. Death. Eternal death. Ghost-ness. Hmm. Yeah. That seems like too much effort. Does. Entirely too much effort. Yeah. A maintenance man was working in near the kitchen when he heard a woman sobbing. He went to the kitchen, armed with a knife, <laughs> to find no one there. Okay. Okay, question. <laughs> no, just keep going. <laughs> Why? Well, he's like, oh, this woman's crying. Why did he grab a fucking knife? Maybe because he knew no one was there. I mean, that is, that's like, completely fair. Yeah, they, like, he knew no one was there. Like, say they're closed for the night, you know, and he hears a woman crying in the kitchen where he's already been and he knows no one else is there. You know, it's like the witch for Left for Dead. That's completely fair. You know? Fair. That is, then I would grab a knife too. But if it was a maintenance man, like during the day, during normal business hours, why would you grab a knife? What kind of crying is it? Is it like hysterical crying? It's sobbing. Okay, well, maybe he assumed, like, I don't know, someone's in danger, or like you said, there's no one here. Why is there crying? I must protect this woman (laughs) with with my knife. Yeah. I hope it was a butter knife. Thanks, Amber. <laughs> I also stabbed myself with a butter knife. I've done it before. But you didn't end up with stitches. <laughs> I didn't, but I have a scar from it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to the story. So there's also an entity of a merchant marine. This entity seems to be very relaxed and enjoys music and is very helpful to the staff. Okay. So he's nice. He's really nice. Okay. A lot of the things that I was reading said that he was probably. Stayed in the hotel, like, very often when he would come to the Savannah port. He probably knew everyone there. Yeah. It was probably, like, a thing he liked to spend time at. Yeah. He is dressed in a uniform and has been seen listening to the piano player. Oh. He's also been seen strolling through the garden room. (gasps) I thought you were going to say he's been seen streaking. (laughs) I would have loved that. Could you imagine seeing a ghost streaking? (laughs) I think that would make my life. Yeah. Uh, okay, he's strolling. He's strolling through the garden room. The garden room? Yeah, I don't know. There's a room. It's a garden room. Okay. I didn't look too far into this. Amber, you're asking too many questions today. Just curious. Okay. I'm a curious person today. He has also helped, helped staff who were closing the basement restaurant for the evening by turning off the light, which a staff member could not reach without a chair. Oh. Yeah. So he turned off the lights for him. That's nice. But like... I bet that staff member was, like, climbing up onto the chair, and then all of a sudden the lights just flicked off. That would be terrifying. Right? How tall are these lights? Are they, like, the lights that you have to, like, pull from the ceiling? Maybe. And maybe that's why they couldn't reach it without a chair? I have no clue. Because then, that would be creepy, too. Yeah. All of a sudden, you look up, you, like, go to reach for it, and then the little, like, chain pulls itself. Yeah. He's just trying to be helpful. He is. You're like, thanks. Thanks, sailor man. Sailor Man. Do they give him a name? He's the ghost named Sailor Man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was the best. What was your question? Did they give him a name? No. They did not give him a name. They just know that he's a sailor based on his uniform. So there's also supposedly a little boy named Thaddeus that can be seen on the ground floor and in the restaurant. Is it Devin's puppy? It's my deaf dog. Aw. That's her deaf dog's name. Thaddeus. No. 
But he leaves shiny pennies laying on the tables in the bar and the desks. Yeah, that's definitely oh, not my dog. That's he so them. sweet. I don't know why. Does he steal them from people and then, like, <sighs> just leaves them on the table? Like, no, they didn't tip you well enough, so I stole some pennies from their purse. I got you an extra tip. Yeah, he just likes being nice. Maybe all he has Are you saying things. that we look too deeply into things, Devin? I yeah. don't know. Maybe. It's just a little kid ghost. I think he steals them from rich people. <laughs> well, because it is luxury. Mm. The luxurious hotel. Thaddeus is a friendly spirit who sometimes people experience a unexplainable warm presence. Warm. Not cold? Not cold. Ooh, that's interesting. Like inviting? Yeah. Like pleasant? Maybe it's like an innocence thing. It could be. Aww. Very well could be that. Oh, that'd be so cute. He's so warm and fuzzy. And so, the main <laughs> event of the 1790 building is Ann Powell. Okay. That we talked about and we just walked away from. So, we have four ghosts? Yeah. Hmm. So, the lady who doesn't like women. Yep. The sailor man. Yep. Little Thaddeus. Yes. And Ann Powell. Yes. Gotcha. I'm following. Okay. So, she is a very lively and mischievous spirit and has no trouble entertaining herself. Okay. Uh, her room it was on the second floor, room 204. Is that where they think she threw herself from, too? or I'm not quite sure, but it was, like, her room in life and is where her presence is mostly strong at. Okay. The owners of the inn used to actually make guests sign a waiver saying that they would not be entitled to any money if they left in the middle of the night when they if they were frightened. Oh. Yeah. But since the room has become popular because of the ghost stories, it hasn't really been an issue. Yeah, I could imagine. She has been seen sitting in the room on on a chair near the fireplace. Uh She is been to be the female presence throughout the room and has known to lay out guest clothes neatly on the bed. Oh, how nice of her. Uh, she, some women have come back to the room to find their evening and bedtime clothes taken from their suitcases and laid out in the bed. Did she also put my sheer feather robe on the bed also? Yeah, of course. That's what I wear to bed. Yeah, you gotta put your negligee. <laughs> I wear, like, just some random pajama pants, a ratty t-shirt, and then just put this very fancy sheer feathered robe. Maybe she'll figure it out. What if she just puts the robe out, though? Like, what Ooh. if she doesn't realize that your, like, ratty, like, pajama pants and your ratty t-shirt are, like, what you sleep in, plus the robe, but she only takes out the robe? Are you I see her game. You see her game? Are you only getting dressed in the robe then? Yeah, that's what she wants. Okay. So we're not wearing anything else but a sheer feather robe. Okay. <laughs> Hope I'm not rooming with anyone. Except for Jason. Well, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to go out and get fill my ice bucket. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Electronics experience issues in the room, like lights and cameras. And she also likes to tease the living by turning the lights or clock radio on and off in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> How nice of her. Yeah. So she also likes to yank covers off of couples and has been known to throw them in the air. Oh. <laughs> Just like, like a parachute <laughs> over you? That's what I assumed. I was telling Brendan about this when I read this and I'm like, so I'm like, so you just go... You yank and go, whoosh! That's what I assume. <laughs> like, 
Or maybe it's like more like a magic trick where it just whooshes up away from you. Maybe. Maybe. But I like the idea of it like yanking it up and then floof and then it's like comes down as like a nice parachute over you. Yeah. It would really suck if you were trying to have sex at that point. <laughs> Do you really need a cover on top of you if you're having sex with that Some point? people are embarrassed by no, their bodies, Jesse. But could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you were in the middle of it <laughs> and all of a sudden the blanket goes whoosh that would be really freaked out <laughs> oh my gosh I throw on my feather robe my sheer feather robe do you continue no I would be terrified you know who I am as a person that's true I do know who you are if people leave jewelry or other personal items like keys on the fireplace mantle, she would take them and put them in strange places. Mm. Uh, she's also likes to seal people's underwear <laughs> <laughs> and usually gives them back if she doesn't like them. Like if she doesn't like the underwear? Like if they're like granny panties, I'm assuming? I don't Wait. wear this. <laughs> or is it like period clothes where you like... You whore, you're lace thong, you know, like... Maybe maybe she doesn't like the sexy underwear. Yeah. So maybe she'll hate your see-through feather bug. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't like granny panties and, you know... Oh, so you think she's trying to sexualize everything? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she just is being she's her flirty self. She's mischievous and flirty. Yeah. If... The living are kind to her. She likes them, and she will not bother them during the night. But if she doesn't like you, you'll be in for a rough night. Oh, God. Um, a young honeymoon couple awoke in the early morning to find water drops falling from the ceiling. Oh. Was not a leak. Ew. There was a thing saying that it was the tears from her crying from her left, from being left by the sailor. Oh, God. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not putting that in. But now I did. Yeah, but that was a little dramatic. <laughs> it was. I had to do a dramatic reading of it. Um, a paranormal investigator who brought his equipment to her room to try to get evidence of her existence. He took, she took her car keys and placed them on a headstone in the very back row of Bonaventure Cemetery. Okay, wait. So he was staying in the room. Yep. And she was just like, fuck this, took his keys, left, and put them in a cemetery? Yep. Do you want to know how far away the cemetery is from the yes. building? Yes. like, blocks away. 3.9 miles away from the building. Wait, how did he find his keys? How did he find no! keys? Did somebody, like, turn them in? I don't know. <laughs> and I just wanted to put this little, little blurt in the podcast because... I don't know how he fucking found those keys. Maybe that's where maybe he was planning. Maybe she's buried there. Maybe maybe he was also planning on going to that cemetery to do and some goes, like, like ghost activity. these like my fucking keys? Yeah, and they're like, she knew he'd find them there. I yeah. don't know. That's so weird. Right? But that would make sense if she was buried there. That's how her body would be attached to both places. Yeah. But that's like the only way it would make sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She's a key thief. No, but I saw this and I'm like, I wonder how far away the cemetery is. Google Maps. And I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> Can you repeat the name of the cemetery? Bonaventure Cemetery. Bonaventure? You want to go yep, skating like, there? Like, like the roller skating, skating rink. <laughs> oh my God. Um, 
Love it. Yep. Did the, does the cemetery have a roller skating ring? I'm assuming not. Damn. So she also took a strong dislike to a young uh, male waiter whose job it was to collect the B&B meal cards from the doorknobs on the rooms. One day he went around collecting all the cards, like first, second, and third floors. He went and felt a strange coldness on the third floor, and it gave him a really uncomfortable feeling like he was being watched. The intensity grew, and it reached a peak when he felt the strange sensation of being picked up off the floor about six inches. Ew. And he got out there real quick. Um, strong as fuck. I would quit. You would quit? I would quit. So, the, apparently the Travel Channel was there. I'm assuming Ghost Adventures, but I didn't really look into it because I didn't want to upset myself with Ghost <laughs> Adventures knowledge. I'm going to find out if they were there, though. Um, so when the Travel Channel wanted to interview him, they wanted to do it in room 204. So, Anne's room. But he found that it was pretty much impossible from entering the room because he felt like there was a physical, uh, invisible barrier preventing him from entering the room. What did he do to piss her off? I don't know. It doesn't look like Ghost Adventures was there, but other ghost shows have been there. Mm. Okay. Other Travel Channel ghost shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what he did to piss Maybe her off. Maybe she he looked like the sailor who left her. Oh, or a descendant or something. Yeah, if he was actually married to someone already. Yeah, mm, that's an idea. Yeah, that makes total sense. I have some of actual experiences um, from a like global blog. Okay. Um, from someone who stayed in room two hundred four. So. The couple, they just were like, when they got there, they were just hanging out in the room, and the door latch began to gently move back and forth by itself. Like the, like, chain latch thing? Like, I'm assuming, like, like a lock. Okay. Like a lock moved back and forth by itself. So, she said, in the early hours of the morning, in a half-awake state, I realized someone playfully was trying to lightly tug down the covers. I just grabbed the covers and rolled over, not realizing it it was a paranormal occurrence. And I'm like, so you probably just thought it was your husband trying to steal the covers, right? Probably. Right. Assuming. I would assume. But why was he stealing them from, like, down? If you're half asleep, I wouldn't think about it. sleep logic. That's true. I would think Theo was stealing the covers. (laughs) Because Theo sleeps at our feet. (laughs) The precious baby. So before they go to bed, they have, like, a habit to turn down the air conditioning so the room doesn't get too hot. And in the middle of the night, the wife woke up from the heat when something cool would move across her forehead, cooling her down and putting her back to sleep. That's weird. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the next morning when they were packing up, they did a final check of everything in their car to find out that their camera was missing from the bag. So they went back up to the room to find the camera sitting in the middle of a chair by the window, in plain sight. Okay. I'm like, but at least they checked before they left. Yeah. Do they have creepy ghost pictures on it? Is she know. taking selfies? I don't know. That is the story of the 1790 restaurant and inn in Savannah, Georgia. Hmm. Nice. Interesting. That's some fun ghosties. It is some fun ghosties. Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. For this story. I'm sorry, I'm chugging more of my beer again. Chug, 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 chug. You're going to chug it all, and then you're going to be so disappointed when you have no beer. (laughs) It's really cold. I just got it out of the fridge. Okay. 
So we're going to talk about something that you definitely probably know something about. Are you ready? Yeah. We're going to talk about some changelings. <gasps> Ooh. Stole it. I would so do this. <laughs> <laughs> so a changeling is a creature found in folklore and folk religion throughout Europe. A changeling is believed to be a fairy child that has been left in place of a human child that has been stolen by fairies. Yes. So the idea of a changeling is pretty much that. So, yeah, the idea is that they're they're just they take the baby because they want that baby. Yep. They, they want their that, baby. They, they want that human baby for their own. And they put in a fairy baby as replacement. Yes. And they're like, hey, you don't know this because you're dumb human. Yep. That we took your human baby. So the child left in the place is a hum- of the human baby is usually like sickly or deformed. Or oh, I thought they resembled it pretty well, but some do. So there's like there's it depends on like the folklore of what like region we're yeah. gonna talk about. But a lot of the times they're left and the baby is like sickly, deformed. And like what I was reading, it's pretty much like this is what they were using to explain birth defects, like autism, like uh, sickness in their children. Okay. But in European folklore, a changeling is a deformed or idiotic offspring of a fairy or elf. Oh, an idiotic. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to legend, the abducted human child, uh, ch- the ad- abducted children are given to the devil or used to strengthen fairy stock. Stock? Like... The massive fairy. Okay, but like, so like, I've always thought about this, but like, the changeling doesn't really fucking make any sense to me. So like, I guess their fairy is deformed, but like, can a human really do what a fairy does? So why are you replacing we'll get your there. fairy with a human? I have some reasonings, okay. like why they would. All right, that's good. Okay, so in Irish legend, a fairy child may appear s- sickly. And won't grow in size like a normal child. It may have notable physical characteristics, such as a beard or long teeth. A baby has a beard? (laughs) A baby with a beard. A baby with a beard. Yes. I don't like a bearded baby. (laughs) A bearded baby? (laughs) I I think it's kind of a weird uh, mental image. Yeah. I'm going to draw a bearded baby. Okay, do it. Okay. They might also display intelligence far beyond their apparent years, as well as possess uncanny insight. So, like, they're smart for babies. Your husband's cheating on you, Helen. (laughs) (laughs) It speaks, and it's still a baby. It's still just an infant. Tiny infant. Like, just think of Goo Goo Gaga, and then that. You know, like, (laughs) in a deep man voice. (laughs) (laughs) Within your baby grows a beard. In Wales, the changeling child initially resembles the human it substitutes, but gradually grows uglier in appearance and behavior. It becomes ill-featured, malformed, and ill-tempered, and it will often take to screaming and biting. Oh, it's a bitey baby. It's a bitey baby. Hmm. Do you think it carries diseases like a dog? <laughs> it's a rabid baby. It's a rabid baby. <laughs> it got diseases. Baby baby. <laughs> According to common Scottish myths, a child born with a cowl, cowl, which is part of the amniotic membrane across his or her face, is a changeling and will soon die. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
So why, Jesse, are fairies taking human babies? I don't know, Amber. Why don't you tell me? Well, let me tell you. One belief is that trolls thought that it would it was more respectable to be raised by humans, and they wanted to give their own children a human upbringing. So some people believed that trolls would take the unbaptized children, but once a child had been baptized, it was therefore part of the church, and the trolls couldn't take them anymore. Oh, okay. So they're just like, humans have better lives than us trolls. Okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Here's some other reasons. Some think that the beautiful children or young women, particularly uh, with traits that evoke brightness or reflectivity, such as blonde hair, blue eyes, or silver gray eyes, attract fairies. Ooh, I want a silver gray eye. Just one. (laughs) Just one. I want to be that cool. Um, This one is probably the one I saw the, like, most. Is other folklore says... That the human milk is necessary for fairy children to survive. In this case, either a newborn human child would be switched with the fairy baby, or the human mother would be taken back to the fairy world to breastfeed the fairy babies. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, and so it's thought that the human midwives were necessary to bring fairy babies into the world. Are you ready to see my bearded baby? I'm so ready. (laughs) There's my bearded baby. I, I think it. he needs like a tattoo and some chest hair. <laughs> I love it. Can we put great. that on like an Instagram like plain background and just with our like updates like episode whatever and then just your picture of the baby. <laughs> do you like the the baby slipping you off? I do. I love it. Okay. I did it that way because it's a changeling and it's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> some stories tell of changelings who forget that they're not human and possess the lives of human like they they Except the human life. Okay. So changelings who do not forget are said to return to their fairy family, possibly leaving the human family without warning. Oh, they just fucking disappear into the night. Yeah, they're just out. The human child that is taken may often stay with the fairy family forever. Okay. Well, because fairies are so much cooler. Oh, yeah. I bet they let me stay out past curfew. They might. Oh, my God. I wonder if I can find that picture. I showed this picture to Devin earlier, and it was like this girl with all these fairies and just in the corner there's like this weird baby beating on a drum i don't i don't know <laughs> so jesse yes say you have a child gross <laughs> well we're gonna tell you my, my baby's gonna look like this bearded baby right here perfect and it's gonna flip me off every single day of the week so i'm say, gonna tell fuck you, you mom mm, some ways to tell if it's a changeling or not okay are you ready sure one way that your baby could be a changeling is that it has unusual features or birthmarks. Okay, so I got some freckles and shit. Yeah, just like unusual. I have a mole birthy mark on my butt. Do you like... have a weird birthmark that's shaped like anything funky? No. Okay, well that could be... Well, like, I used to be able to draw a cat with all these freckles on my arm. That's fun. <laughs> so another way to tell is that the child has an aversion to iron oh yeah aversion yeah doesn't like iron burns bay oh burns yes so like a like a piece of iron yeah like iron they don't like it so like i'm like iron deficiency like are like (laughs) it's anemic are they anemic yeah so iron is recognized to be as being anti-magic and it is supposed to ward off fairies or fae 
Some stories suggest that parents leave a pair of open iron shears in the crib to get rid of a changeling. Not only was the iron supposed to repel the fairies, but the shears formed the shape of a cross. Apparently, though, they weren't really worried about their children laying on scissors or playing with them. Yeah. Uh, Did lots of babies stab themselves with rusty iron scissors? I assume so. I don't understand why my child's dead. We left the shears in the crib. (laughs) Maybe they were just like, must have been a changeling. (laughs) All right, Jesse. Um, (laughs) Another telltale sign that you could be in the presence of a changeling is that the person is left-handed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I put in my notes, so Jesse, cough, cough. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've been right-handed my whole life. I haven't been called the devil by a stranger. It's fine. Oh my god, you met one of those. <laughs> Left-handed people were a minority, and this was considered to be a sign. It would also leave parents to do the unthinkable to their children. But I'll get there. Are they going to cut off my left hand? Um, I hope not. Oh, you hope not? Okay. (laughs) Your specific left hand. So you would also, um, you could also start getting a sudden string of bad luck. Changelings are thought to suck the good fortune from a household. They have been blamed for causing a family's poverty. Which would make it very appealing to try and get to the, rid of the baby that you thought was causing it all. Oh, just just dump the baby in the dumpster. It's fine. <laughs> it's a changeling. We swear. <laughs> we swear it's not a human. So, ba- Could you get away with that? I Probably, like, back in the day, could it be like, my baby was a changeling, so I drowned it in the river. Maybe? I guess it would depend on where and if the people in your village also believe that shit. That's very possible. Um, so Jesse, say your baby cries all the time. Oh my god. It's a, it's a baby. It's not just colic. Your baby's not just colicky. It's clearly a changeling. Oh, Theo barks all the time. Uh-oh. So, he's so mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, if your child is crying all the time, the child is clearly crying because they miss their home in the fairy realm. Or, or Theo misses his home in the fairy world. <laughs> he does. Dairy world. or it's just because he wants to be troublesome to his parents theo according to Theo's a changeling guys (laughs) god i certainly is he left-handed i don't know (laughs) does he have any weird birthmarks he does paw at me with his left paw a lot oh (gasps) (laughs) according to one swedish story a particular changeling child exhibited incessant crying along with other telltale symptoms, making it impossible for the parents to take care of it. Thankfully, unlike some stories, this mother only threatened to do harm to the baby rather than actually doing it. And the fairy mother returned and replaced the baby. I actually have a story similar later in my notes, and I'll read that to you. Okay. Another sign that your child could be a changeling is that it won't stop eating. Theo doesn't eat. (laughs) The changeling child... It's really hard to get him to eat. (laughs) This might be my only saving grace. The changeling... Wait, do fur babies not count? I I don't know. It didn't say. Do we have fairy dogs? Yeah. Fairy dogs. There's face species that are animals. Yeah. Theo's a face species. Uh Uh-oh. The changeling child will be unable to do anything but devour everything in sight, which if you're a poverty-stricken home is problematic. The child who suddenly develops an increase of appetite... 
is also more suspect to being a changeling. So, you know, if your child's going through a growth spurt and just, just develops more appetite, it's a changeling. But, 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 but that's, that's normal life. Yes. You get more mass, you gotta feed more mass. So. <laughs> nah, changeling. In some stories, a mother would notice something different about her child because of the appetite. Other signs could be that your child starts misbehaving, is unusually intelligent, or aggressive and mean. Oh, so we're just throwing intelligent babies away, too? Yep. Or your baby's withdrawn. Doesn't want anything. From society? Yep. Sorry, emo kids and regular teenagers. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. You're a changeling. So, Jesse, how do we get the human baby back? How do we get my Theo back? Well, Jesse... <laughs> The human is said to return if the fairy changeling reveals it's uh, the source of an alleged ancient wisdom. And that it has... You can't speak! And that its knowledge is much greater than a human child on Earth. In a lot of stories, the way to bring back a child is either to trick the changeling or abuse it. Oh, I'm not going to abuse Theo. He's too cute. Hmm. Just trick him. Just trick him, like throw the ball, and then he runs for the ball, and, <laughs> and then, then like, <laughs> and then you then really still have it. I really still have the ball, and then he's really upset with me and doesn't bring the ball back the next time. Well, you might want to try to make Theo laugh. Oh, okay. Instead, so um, some people would. Oh, here's another way you could um just try to get rid of your changeling problem. Some people would even just turn their changeling child loose in the wilderness, feeling that they had been conned into the fates of the changelings. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, just like your two-year-old, be free! <laughs> <laughs> it's like some Hansel and Gretel shit. Yeah. All right, so um, you want to make the changeling laugh, like I said. Okay. If they laugh... So, like, they we put on our podcast and they're like, oh, that's fucking funny. Oh, right? yeah, they like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're hilarious. <laughs> So, um, changelings, for some reason, find halved eggshells incredibly amusing. <laughs> halved? Yeah. Like, you cracked an egg open, and then there's two halves of an eggshell? Pretty much. And you just sort of <laughs> throw it at them and hope for the best? So, you can either, uh, place it. Like, oh. do they think omelets are funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, this one I was like, Because it's what? like an egg folded in half, right? <laughs> it's just the egg shell. They just like the shell. But, what about eggs? I don't know about What eggs. about the eggs, Amber? I don't know about the <laughs> eggs. So, um, you can either place them around or use them to hold water. And this is said to elicit an uncontrollable laughing fit where the changeling will vanish, then leave behind the original human in its place. <laughs> What? Man, that egg is really fucking funny. <laughs> it's a, like poof of smoke, and then when the smoke clears, you're like, Mommy? <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much. David Blaine stuff going on. Another uh, method is the use of bagpipes placed <laughs> in the suspected child's bed or crib. Does the fae know how to play the bagpipes? Fairies love music so much that a changeling, no matter how young, will be compelled to grasp the instrument and play. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine, like, a six-month-old baby just <laughs> picking up bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> trying his best to just hit all the buttons. What if they were really good at it, though? Would you think your baby was a changeling or a prodigy? Shit, man. I don't care about my regular kid. I'm going to send this kid on the road and make some cash. <laughs> right? 
So then there are more extreme measures, like uh, fire and assault. That, oh, okay. That have been used to force uh, the fae to return to the humans. To return the human. Return humans. We're going to get a little grosser. Okay. Some methods advocate placing the child or adult in a hot oven. Oh, so we are just Hansel and Gretling the <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> Shoving the whole person in the oven. All right. Another method says to hold a scalding hot fire poker near to the mouth while demanding the changeling state its name three times. Okay. Still, other folklore insists that the it's only by drowning, almost drowning the changeling in a bath of foxglove or urine. It's the only way to get cast out the fairy and bring the human back. How are you going to get enough foxglove for that? How is foxglove? It's a plant. How are you going to get enough Do you just urine? boil it? I guess. How are we getting enough urine? Oh, everyone you know wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This the is... whole town knows that it's a changeling. And we're like, here's the town bucket wait. for the changeling. Are most of the stories, like the Irish, like Ireland and stuff, from where a lot of these so stories come from? So there's a lot of drunks. Yeah, there's a lot of drunks. <laughs> they just have to pee out the alcohol. A lot, a lot. of excess pee for them to use for these changelings. So this is a quick little story from Denmark. Mm. Okay. It's a little short one. So there was a mother who suspected that her child was a changeling from its refusing food and being so ill. So she heated up the oven as hot as possible. The maid, as instructed, like, the maid was like, why are you doing this? I don't know why it says as instructed. I literally copy and pasted the story. The maid asked her why she was doing this, right? And she goes, to burn my child to death. Oh, Okay. Uh, when the question had been put and answered three times, she placed the child in the oven. Oh, wait. She placed the child on a peel and was shoving it in the oven when a troll woman came in with a, in a great fright with the real child, took away her own, saying, There's your, your child for you. I've treated yours better than you've treated mine. And the child, in truth, was fat and hearty. Oh. Okay. All right. So... At a certain farm long ago, it happened that a household were on an out one d- outing one day, making hay, except the farmer's wife and her only child, a boy of four. So there was, like, a household of farmers, and the wife and the little boy was at home. <laughs> Essentially, she had a lot to work of work to do, and she, but she, like, her son was so cute and handsome, and she's like, I just want to look at him all day, but she's like, I can't. He can play in this little cottage window. I'm going to go clean my milk pails. So when she came back, as soon as the child spoke, it began to cry in strange and unnatural ways, which amazed her because he had always been so quiet and sweet-tempered. When she had tried to make the child speak to her as it normally did, it would only yell more. And more! <laughs> and it went on for a long time, always crying, never to be smo- soothed. Smooth. <laughs> till the mother out the baby. <laughs> so the mother was in so much despair. Um, so filled with grief, she went to ask for advice from a skillful woman in the neighborhood. Her neighbor asked her like all sorts of questions, like how long's the baby been like this? When did it happen? What do you think the cause of it is? Blah blah blah. Blah blah. Um, the woman said, "Do you not think that you're?" The child you have now is a changeling. Without a doubt, 
It was put on your cottage door in the place of your son while you were washing your milk pails. She said, I know not, but advise me how to find out. So the woman said, place the child where he'd see something he has never seen before and let him fancy himself alone. As soon as he believes no one is near him, he will speak. You must listen attentively, and if the child says something that declares him to be a changeling, beat him without mercy. Okay. So, she took the woman's advice and went home, and when she got there, she set a cauldron in the middle of her hearth and took a number of rods, bound them end to end, and then fastened those ends to a porridge spoon. Stuck the spoon in the cauldron with the new handle, so it was, like, super long, and it reached the chimney. It's like a really long handle she made for the spoon. As soon as she had prepared everything, she fetched the child, placed him in the floor of the kitchen, went outside, and, like, left the door ajar so she could hear. When she She had left... Oh, so when I... (laughs) Sorry. So when I was picturing this, making the spoon really, really long, she put the spoon all the way up through the chimney, and so while she still needs to cook dinner, so she's stirring... The cauldron of food <laughs> through the chimney <laughs> while waiting to hear the changeling speak that so he's a changeling. She's standing at the top of the chimney on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I like that version better. Okay. Um, so when she had left the room, the child began to walk around the cauldron and eyed it carefully. And after a while, he said, well, I'm old enough as anyone may guess from by my beard and the father of 18 elves, but never in all my life have I seen a spoon so long in such a small pot. (laughs) So, on hearing this, the farmer's wife waited not a moment longer and rushed into the room. beat him with the spoon? Nope. She actually snatched up a bundle of firewood and flogged the changeling with it until he kicked and screamed. Okay. In the midst of all this, the door opened, and a strange woman, bearing in her arms a beautiful boy, entered and said, See how we differ. I cherish and love your son, while you beat and abuse my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not even her son, it's just her husband. But, like, but, like, she doesn't know? (laughs) (laughs) And the baby had a beard, apparently. Um, with these words, she gave- Did the husband have a beard? (laughs) Was it the husband the entire time? Does she not know what a real-life baby looks like? I don't know. I mean, it was the fairy's husband. Oh, the fairy's husband. Yeah, the fairy's husband was the changeling. It was the fairy's husband. But, like, he admitted to having a beard. So, like, he's just like- I picture, like, this little old man. I mean, it could be that he just used magic to look like the child. Could be. But, but I guess but I, so. but I want to picture him with this huge fucking beard I she's love never beard. noticed. With these words, she gave back the farmer's wife her own son and took the changeling by hand and disappeared with him. The little boy grew up into manho- to manhood, fulfilled and full of hope and promise. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, like, there were no more issues after the fact. No, Good night. <laughs> no more issues. No more problems. The end. The end. So, changelings have appeared in all sorts of pop culture. Uh, they've appeared in shows, like Supernatural, and uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. yep. How did they appear in My Little Pony? They are bug-looking horses. They are. And they feed off of love. Um. So, if you're interested... I am. 
Um, which you've oh, you definitely get a toy. You've definitely already heard it before. <laughs> but um, the lore podcast episode eleven, Black Stockings. Oh yeah, I've it, listened to that like twice. By the way, <laughs> it's so good. It um, it's also featured on the lore Amazon TV show episode three, and it tells the story. You no, know, we never finished Bridget watching Clary. that. We haven't. We should finish. It tells the story of Bridget Clary. Bridget's uh, family believed that she was a changeling, and it took extreme measures to get her back. It's told really, really well in the lore podcast. I was, like, considering telling it, but I was like, no, I won't do it as as well as As that podcast. Aaron Mankey. And, like, I have to tell you all this other information. So definitely go listen to it if you have time. I think the episodes are usually, like, a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, they're only a half an hour long. Um, it's so good. It's a really good episode, but that's what I have for you about changelings. That's awesome. Bearded babies. Bearded babies that flip you off. Yep. They uh, scream a lot. Yep. They. Theo may or may not be a changeling. You might be too. You're left-handed. I don't scream constantly. <laughs> but I'm I pretty loud. <laughs> do you eat everything? I do. I feel like I've been eating everything today. Are you... <clears throat> Angry? Always. Withdrawn? Always. Ooh, Jesse, we might have to but change But isn't withdrawn depression? So, like... <laughs> Ditto. Mood. Um, but yeah. Big mood. That's mm. our that's our stuff. We nailed it. We did a thing. Roll out. Okay. Transformers, roll, roll out. out. <laughs> um... We'd like to thank you for listening, so please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts, and if you don't find us where you listen to podcasts, because apparently there's more places than I ever thought that you could listen to podcasts on, let us know and we'll add us to wherever you listen to it. Yeah. You can find us on social media. Yeah. The Amber thing. You can find us on Twitter at the MFCast. Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. And you can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. They can be anything. Spooky. Anything thing spooky. Yeah. I mean, they could just be weird stories in general. I want to read spooky stories. But we love spooky stories. Yeah. Devin, would you read a story? Hell yeah. During listener episodes? Yeah, I would. Ooh. Ooh. I'll do my voices too. Ooh. Devin's good at voices. Devin's so good at voices. Send us stories so we can have Devin read us cool <laughs> yeah. stories. Yeah, I'll keep asking you guys on social media. Do it. We're very excited for the stories that we have gotten. Yeah. But we need more. We need more. Just a few more. I think we could have one full episode. Yeah, like maybe like two or three more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a whole episode. So... You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. And we like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our art. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is a Jen, like Jenna, duh. duh. <laughs> and I'd like to give a special thanks to my cousin Cameron, who did our music and hopefully is making us driving music to drive us into our stories. Drive on into it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And might not happen. Thank you, Devin, for being part of our podcast. And then you now have a mic. <laughs> and now you speak more. It's too much. <laughs> she was always here. You just couldn't always hear her. Yeah. She makes the best comments, though. You guys just wait. Just wait. And that's everything. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Don't have fate. 
buy livestock? Wait, weren't we gonna do something? Don't eat your friends. Don't wait, tempt fate you. by eating your friends. Oh yeah, don't tempt fate by eating your friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.